What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Healthy and alive. Staying warm. Still have that uh, lovely, lovely cold spell here. Um, Isn't that great? Yeah. yeah. I mean, a whopping negative seven degrees last night. Is that all? Yeah. We're actually expected to get even colder tomorrow. I was going to say 11. I, I was going to say, I, I think that may, negative seven, I think that's a little bit warmer than what it was supposed to be. Uh, no, that, that's about what they were predicting for last night. But uh, tomorrow night, or well, I guess it's tonight. And um, into the tomorrow morning is supposed to be minus 11. Did you see that 100 plus vehicle pileup in Dallas Fort Worth? I, I did hear about that. Yeah. There, oh, didn't like five God. people die or something in that? It's like seven. Seven? Okay. I saw. Well, when I seen it, it was five at the time. I saw video of that today. And I mean, like, disturbing video of it is actually it? happening. There were people in the opposite lane on the other side of the median, semi trucks, right? 18 wheelers coming down like it was it was the crest of a hill and it was it was coming down there was no way anybody could stop one slams into the barrier and jack and flips over other cars just like at 50 miles an hour plus slamming into the back of it and each other and then here comes another semi truck at 50 miles an hour full speed i mean slam like that that's it was horrible it was horrible and then if you thought that was bad that after all that pile up here comes another semi truck at 70 miles an hour and just cleans it. I mean, and, and I think that one killed three people. It was terrible. It was terrible. That's horrible, man. That has is got it, to is be it from the weather. Yeah, it was it was ice. It was black ice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in the south, no offense, but in the They're south, you don't know how to drive in that stuff. You think yeah. you can just continue on. I'm from Ohio. We know how to drive in that stuff. Especially in I Texas. Mean, yeah. And and I can't t- I can't I can tell you. Yeah, it's yeah, Texas for sure. And I can tell you for a fact, there's not a lot of people in a lot of parts of Ohio that know how to drive. I come from the southeastern part of Ohio where it's hilly and we have like a bunch of backcountry roads and all kinds of stuff. And we need four wheel drive trucks and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. We know how to Mm -hmm. we know how to drive two wheel drive cars in it. We know how to counter steer and all that stuff when we need to. And we know how to drive properly and take precautions. But if you get into central Ohio, like Columbus, those people don't know how to drive at all. They still think they can drive 70 miles an hour in an ice storm. No. Oh, yeah. It doesn't doesn't work like that. So Uh, I've seen the same thing you're talking about there driving. uh, We were going through blizzard conditions up towards Colorado on the interstate there. And we had people go flying by us 80 mile an hour on, on that. It's like, really? Like you can barely see in front of you and you're going and uh, needless to say, we've seen them on in the ditch on the side of the road shortly thereafter. Uh Uh Right. You know, I I was I remember I was um, uh, when I was living in Columbus, I had to go to um, I had to go into the city and literally there was like six inches of snow on the ground. Right. I didn't care. Right. I didn't care. I mean, that that's it. That was an average day where I came from, where I grew up, what I learned how to drive. And that was an average day. And I had a two wheel drive car and. I called my buddy down the road. I said, hey, I said, I need to run into town. I had to go into my office. And I said, do you do you want to go into town with me? I said, I need to go into my office and I need to uh, I need to take care of some stuff. He goes, oh, no, no, no. It, now, he lived closer than I did. He said, oh, no, the, the roads are just too bad. It's like we're I'm completely snowed in. 
I said, I have to drive literally past your driveway on my way there. Do you want me to pick you up? Yeah, sure. So I picked him up and I get into my office and I said, how's it going? I said, oh, we're, we're going we're gonna to have to completely shut down. And I said, why? I said, well, no, no one can make it in. I said, what do you mean no one can make it in? I said, I'm the furthest person away. I, I live the furthest away out of everybody and I made it in and I'm fine. So what's the problem? Oh, well, we, we just, yeah, we, we can't deal with it. We, we just, we can't deal with it. We, we don't have enough people that can come in and do all this. All right, whatever. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, to, to be fair, it, it is probably better to have the city slickers not come in. Fewer people yeah. on the road. You're, you're saving lives by staying home. In that case, you're actually <laughs> saving lives by staying home. Yeah. Same around here, actually. The the street that I live on, we only got like four inches of snow, three, four. Barely anybody's driven down the street. Like there's barely like the mail carrier. That was it. That's been down this. You know what? Honestly, you know what? I, like if I were down there, I'd say, hey, man, you want to go get something? You want to get something to eat? Right. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> the hell with all these people. Well, <laughs> to be fair, we did have ice first. So under the snow, there's a layer of ice. Oh, so. that's fun. That's oh, when yeah. it gets real good. Yeah, that's when mm-hmm. it gets good. Mm-hmm. But no, I I was uh, I was listening to somebody this morning who lives down in Texas, and they have an Audi Quattro, you know, four wheel drive car. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, Quattros that's like one of the best Audis you can get. And they were talking about how they've got that car, and they're fine, right? They can still, I mean, they still have to be careful, obviously, but they can drive right. that, and they're fine. But that car. The Audi Quattro, that's designed to drive on the German Autobahn in blizzard conditions, <laughs> you know, ice and snow and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. This guy was telling all of his neighbors, hey, you better get everything you need to get before four o'clock, because when that storm comes in, before it breaks, it's going to leave all this ice all over the place. So you better get what you need. And they said, oh, no, they, yeah, it's fine. It's it's fine. They crashed their truck, you know, two hours after they said that. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. Well, see, you, you just made the case. This is why we need self-driving cars. And all electric, right? Because nobody's having any power outages here. Um, you know, we, we didn't see any kind of like from the cold weather, you know, any of those green power stations, you know, like the turbines and everything. We didn't see those freeze over or anything. Funny. During the Funny. Time. The Germans were having a little bit of an electricity problem because of the cold temperatures, like worst cold spell in 40 years over here. And they were having a bit of an electricity problem because something about something about solar panels and uh, and wind turbines mm-hmm. in in severe cold temperatures they they don't work <laughs> so, yeah. like they they just they freeze over and they don't work so guess what the germans had to do get guess what they had to do you're not going to believe this right the, the evil evil intentions of of this act goes beyond even trying to put it into perspective they had to turn on their coal fire plants oh, to pick up the slack humanity yeah yeah humanity i mean we would do the same here uh, but unfortunately, we had um, the previous president decided not. Well, I guess two better pre- presidents ago, um, Obama made it almost impossible to start up coal factory or coal um, coal power plants. And mm. uh, no, you could you mining. could start them up. No, you could start them up, yeah, but you yeah. go bankrupt. You go bankrupt. You would go bankrupt. Yeah. And now Biden's wanting to get rid of all the other types of power generation we have that uses gas and. Uh, so, I mean, that that's not a problem at all. In fact, the, the town that I live in, um, they're doing rolling uh, emergency blackouts uh, for different sections of the town. Um, What's a rolling uh, emergency blackout? So they're bringing people offline for 45 minutes, at, uh, like a, a few thousand customers at a time or something like that to conserve power so that uh, basically you don't have like a major outage or so, I don't know. Basically, the city is low on power. They're not generating enough. Uh, I happen to be on rural power, so I'm not a part of the city, so I should be fine. But nonetheless, it, just, it, it's, just wait. 
just wait until they remove all of your electricity because it's for the earth. Yeah, just wait for that. No. If that if they do that, I'm going to find a way to start an illegal Bruce, it's power, for the earth. Power plant it's for and, the earth. Yeah, well, you know, I'm going to be using resources from the earth to generate electricity. So, but it's for the earth. You're, you're not hearing me, Bruce. I'm, I'm just, I'm hitting you with facts and science here. You're just, and, and it's evidence yeah. based because we're told it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm mm-hmm. just, I'm hitting you with it. And you're just, you're not responding to it. Why aren't you responding to it? Sorry, I'm taking mm-hmm. the, le- the the liberal approach yeah, here. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you were left, you would be saying I'm like a communist or not a communist, but a fascist. A fascist. Uh, a fascist. Yeah. 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 Which, uh, thing, okay. But, yeah. All right. All right. That, that, that's good. That's a good entry point right there. Right. I've been waiting mm-hmm. to see what was what was going to trigger it. This is a good entry point. Hollywood has weighed in on the Trump acquittal. They've weighed in on it. Oh. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of tweets. There's a lot of tweets out of the Hollywood crowd on the uh, the Trump acquittal. They're having a meltdown. After the Trump acquittal, they're, they're having a complete meltdown. Uh, and they declare the 43 Republicans who voted against the trial as traitors and fascists. OK, so why is Trump saying peacefully protest? Why is that considered call, a call for but, violence? But that's not what he meant. And, uh, that's fine. But they're calling for treason. What is the only punishment listed for treason in the Constitution? Uh, it's death. Yeah. So how is that not a call for violence? That that's well, literally calling for those but, but senators that's and politicians to be executed. But that's peaceful. According, I, I according mean, to their according to their logic, that's peaceful. Uh, yes. Okay. According to their logic, yes. Uh, government sanctioned killings are legal, I guess. Uh, or, or, th- but see, me, peaceful. But see, no, you you have to. You, no, it's a good point you bring up there because by their radical extremist views, they are obsessed with killing using the power of the state. See, that's where it comes from. That's the disconnect that that no one seems to be making the connection on. Is that right there? They want the power of the state to be used to abolish their political opposition. So their political, their ideological opposition, they want the power of the state to be used to squash that. See, they can't do it themselves fighting on the terms that you and I are sitting here fighting on every day in the marketplace of ideas. They can't go to war with that because they'll lose. That's why they have to cancel everyone they don't agree with. They're obsessed with the state actually having the power to be able to shut people off and remove people. Uh, it has no, like, there's no bearing of of saying we have to population control or any of that kind of stuff. Those those don't tie in at all, right? Those, those, no. are, those are to save the planet. Um, that, that has nothing to do with control. Yeah, it's all about it's all about the resources and the environments. Yeah, kind of like that new, that yeah. new book I got in today. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all about yeah. that. Yeah. Alyssa Milano, right? You know Alyssa Milano. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, she uh, she's the one that called the police on a kid with a gun the, that didn't have a gun and Yeah. The, yeah. The BB gun. Yeah. Yeah. She tweeted this. All, all these are on Twitter, so I'm not just, you know, making these this isn't coming from a, you know, a news outlet or something. All these are on Twitter. Alyssa Milano tweeted, "It is a sad day in America when only seven Republicans have the patriotism and integrity to convict the tyrant. Since the Senate won't do its job, and convict the traitor Donald Trump, the courts will have to. Are you going to try him in How? civil court now? For what? Yeah, that, that's that's been my whole argument this time is what did he do that made him a tyrant? What is it he did? Because if he was a tyrant, we would have seen the military there at the Capitol. We would have seen massive amounts of executive orders destroying our freedoms. We would have seen basically uh, the elimination of people and their voices. Basically and make no mistake. And make no mistake. Yeah. And make no mistake. 
if Trump had behaved the way these people are talking about, then I'd be on board with what these people are saying. Well, you, to, you an extent, to an extent, all of those things that I just listed are actually happening, but they're coming from the opposite side. Yeah, um, there is that. But if it was and, and then they wonder why people don't agree with them. Hmm. Rob Reiner says 43 people decided that the worst, listen to this, the worst violation of the Constitution by a president in our nation's history was okay. The worst violation of our Constitution in our nation's history. Um, how? What did he do? I, I, I don't know. Bette Midler said, Americans, prepare to have your hearts broken. Uh, only if she stops talking will I have my heart broken. Only if she stops talking. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell, right? She weighed in on this. Rosie O'Donnell. It tells the world our own government doesn't support the democracy... Rosie, Rosie, listen to me very carefully, hon. We are not a democracy, okay? We're a constitutional republic. John Cusack, we talked about him. He's the one that called all Trump supporters Nazis. Yeah, that guy, if you remember that. All the people that were standing out in front of the Capitol, those were all Nazis, according to John Cusack. Did uh, did he did, did he lose his job by chance? Did Hollywood blacklist him no. by chance? No, as a oh, matter of fact, I think okay. he's got a new movie coming out. Oh, okay. Hmm. I, I think. I, I'm not sure. I don't know. There, there's so many of them. Seven GOP members who voted guilty. The rest are open fascists. Interesting. Again, how are they fascists? I'll agree that we have corporate fascism currently. And we, we do actually have some fascistic things in place in our country. But for sure, saying that the president was fascist, please do explain. All right. Uh, um, let me see. Do one more of these. All right. Uh, Michael Rapaport. I, I don't know. The, I mean, I know who this guy is, but he's the one that came out and was on that rant on like Instagram or, or Twitter or Facebook or one of, one of those garbage social networks. He uh, he did a rant on there talking about uh, Trump and, and Barron and, and all kinds of stuff and, you know, a lot of vulgar language and all the rest of it. Uh, he says under his thumb, hashtag acquitted worthless worms. And then he's promoting his new podcast episode. Um, oh. This guy, quite frankly, if you just look at him, he looks like a gutter worm himself. Actually, I, I don't even know who that is. Oh, I've seen him and stuff. I've seen him and stuff before. He's played the occasional like role here and there, you know, like the, you know, the odd like supporting role or whatever. And that's that's really about all. I I don't know. I haven't watched uh, Hollywood movies in a long time. And, you know, I honestly I don't care anymore. I I really don't care anymore. All these people can go to hell. Every last one of them. All right. um, NASA. We're about to land on Mars. Yeah. Yeah. With the uh, the little helicopter experiment. Yeah. Yeah. So Perseverance is the name of this thing. Uh, It has a unique role from every Martian mission before it. Uh, This Mars rover will wrap presents for delivery back on Earth. Is it's coming back? I don't know. Uh, That would be cached samples of rocks uh, showing promising signs of habitability on Mars. Once NASA and the European Space Agency are ready, the two agencies plan to deliver the rover's precious rocky gifts back to us in about a decade uh, as part of the larger Mars sample return mission. I didn't know it was coming back. I didn't realize it was uh, designed to come back either. Um, That's neat. Curious how they're going to do that, because this is uh, Perseverance is the one with... uh, uh, Ingenuity, which is the helicopter drone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, it it does have both, but I didn't realize it was uh, designed to come back, which it launches on the 18th. Long distance messages will flow back to us from the surface. However, as soon as the daring seven minutes of terror type landing completes, uh, if all goes to plan, Perseverance will begin deploying its instruments quickly to scan the environment with high definition cameras, lasers, microphones, and scientific equipment, and it will radio what it finds back to Earth. Evidence of water activity and organic molecules at the landing site 
in uh, Jezero Crater, I think I'm saying that right, uh, could be in scientists' inboxes in a few more weeks or months. A bonus gift from Perseverance's mission will be the Integrity Helicopter, as you just said. A little test vehicle that will show us whether flight is possible on Mars, given our current understanding of its thin atmosphere. Lower gravity, right, on Mars? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. All right. Yeah, it, sh- it should be. I mean, that'll give it a little bit of oomph, you know, a little bit of lift. Ingenuity could show us the path for future drones to scout ahead on landing missions and to assist robots and humans alike by patrolling difficult to climb environments. Perseverance's landing follows uh, follows on from NASA's Big Curiosity rover landing in 2012. Where is that thing? Uh, the one from 2012? Yeah, Curiosity. Where is that? Uh, that rover is still running around while picking up further evidence of organics and molecules on oh, on Mount Sharp. Okay, Mount Sharp. Is that the is that the face? No, no. Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. You know, I have to admit, Curiosity has me on that one. I, I don't know if it's just simply you know a rock formation or what, but Curiosity really has me on on that uh, that Mars face. I I personally think it's a rock formation um, because of the randomness of nature it, it could very well be um basically you're, you're going to see multiple of those as we explore as we start going out to other planets and whatnot you'll we'll see them again um it's just it's a matter of um random chance and the uh the fact that humans tend to find faces and things um i forget what that what the word is for that but it's a it's a phenomenon where you can basically look at something and if you look at it long enough you'll see a face in it it's kind of it's kind of a symptom of that with, with perseverance yeah uh, mm-hmm. they have a little, NASA has a, um, tracker on here and it tells you the distance it has traveled, the distance left to travel and what speed it's going at. It currently has over 3 million miles still yet to travel. Uh, and it, it'll be landing in, in, um, well, three days at, at the time of recording, but it's moving at almost 48,000 miles per hour. Is that all? Well, relative to the sun, 48,000 miles per hour. It's kind of limited. I mean, it's twice the speed of what the space station's moving, so. That's why I said it's kind of, kind of limited. For now, until we get some of those patented devices on there, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, NASCAR. Bruce, you a NASCAR fan? Uh, so, sort of, not really. I don't, I don't watch it or track it, but back in the day, I, you know how they have the sports games on, like, consoles mm-hmm. and stuff? Mm-hmm. Years ago. Uh, I, I had one of the NASCAR games for PlayStation 1, the first PlayStation. Uh, that was like one of the first games that I had gotten. Was it NASCAR Rumble? No, it was like NASCAR. I don't even remember. It, it came with the PlayStation, I think. I don't even oh, remember which it was one of those. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. A lot of NASCAR fans down south, yeah, where you're from? Yeah, yeah. NASCAR's ratings have been extremely strong for the last year. Now, I thought they went woke, didn't they? Um, so or did they the try? So I don't think they went woke as an organization. Some of the cars had woke advertisements on there. So they kept they they kept it rather benign compared to like NFL and NBA. Well, here's the thing. NASCAR NASCAR fans are a bit stubborn, shall we say? They're they're a bit set in their ways, right? Just just a little typical, bit. Typical southerner. Mm-hmm. Typical mm-hmm. southerner, kind of like you the reference you made the kind of like the reference you made the other day about Blockading Florida when Bubba needs a six pack, right? Bubba's going through that block, right? You, yeah. You're talking about on the uh, the exclusive. Mm-hmm. Bubba's going through that blockade. Well, you know something. Yeah. Bubba's going to go to the NASCAR race, and Bubba's going to fly whatever in the hell flag he wants to fly. Mm-hmm. They tried to do the uh, the banning of the Confederate flag, which uh, okay, whatever. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, then I they tried. What, to- I know what the Confederate flag used to mean. That's not what it means anymore. Right. 
Right. Now it's all about being rebellious and yeah, it's a yeah. it's a marketing thing more than yeah. anything else. So there was that. And then they tried to do the whole Smollett thing with Bubba mm-hmm. Wallace. They tried to do yeah. that. <laughs> with the cable for the garage door. It yeah. was literally the, the garage door pull handle. It was literally yeah. that. Like it was the, the rope that you have hanging from the garage door. And they had like the FBI, they even they brought in a whole team of FBI investigators for that. A whole team of these people to like investigate that. Or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, it was millions of dollars they spent on this. And they found out, oh, it's just a rope that they used to pull the garage door down that had been there two to three years prior to that in the same place. And the garage assignments were completely random. No one paid any attention to it. And then when that fell apart, Al Sharpton comes out and says, well, we shouldn't gloss over this too early. We should still continue to investigate. Al, Al, give it a rest, bud. Okay, give it a rest. So that didn't work. And when they tried to do all this stuff about uh, the the wokeness in NASCAR, what were the fans doing? They were taking out the biplanes with the banners behind them and flying them over the NASCAR races, giving their two cents. And it was looking really bad on national TV, on the national stage. So they kind of backed off of it a little bit. And to be fair, let's take a look at it, right? NASCAR, I know it's a bunch of dudes driving around in a circle in stock cars. Okay, I get it. All right, I get it. And to Europeans, they think it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. They, they, think, it's, they think it's just crazy, right? They all watch Formula One over here. So it's all just, you know, open wheel circuit races yeah, and all that stuff. Formula One, you know, yeah. the, the Ford banger that you're driving. Yeah. 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 Well, no, Formula One, I mean, they're, they're pretty fast cars, but. Yeah, they are. I'm being, um, I'm being yeah, yeah. The four bangers. <laughs> they, uh, they even say like the Indianapolis 500 is completely crazy to them. You're like, you're driving in a circle. How much fun is that? <laughs> right. So, but see, you have to understand something for, for our international listeners, the people that are there to watch a NASCAR race, they're not there to watch the NASCAR race. They're there to watch an accident. They're there to watch a crash. Okay. That's what yep. they're there for. So NASCAR yep. is the largest spectator sport in the world, at least it was before all this this crap with COVID, largest spectator sport in the world. They have a almost a double digit increase in their ratings over the last year for rejecting this social justice crap, right? They've got almost a double digit increase in their ratings where other sports across the board, basketball, baseball, football, hockey, all the rest of them, double digit declines in every one of those categories. NASCAR's seen an increase. You see what happens when you dump the politically correct agendas, you see what happens. You actually gain ratings. I hope the sports industry learns something from this if they plan to come back, if they plan to, uh, you know, when when we get through this um, hyperbole, shall we say, uh, once we get out of this, uh, I hope they learn their lesson. I hope I hope uh, most companies, if they're paying attention, I hope they all learn it, that uh, going woke, you go broke. Yeah, that's right. And you know something? One thing these corporations understand, they understand very well their bottom line. And if you hit them in their pocketbook, oh, man, are they going to back off? Are they going to buckle? Or they're going to go away. It's that simple. Then what Then what power are they going to have? Television ratings for NASCAR had been extremely strong throughout a pandemic year where a lot of sports saw double-digit downfall in their ratings. This was the host of Sirius XM's NASCAR's radio, The Late Shift, who's saying this. NASCAR didn't see that. So there's a huge buzz of, listen to this very carefully, there's a huge buzz of positivity around the sport and surrounding the sport right now that actually goes, listen very carefully, outside of the racetrack and outside of just the normal core fan base. So what does that mean? What does that mean? That means the culture of getting away from wokeness is actually gaining popularity with a sporting category. On top of that, 
What else is happening? They are picking up fans they didn't have before because of it. People are backing off from those other sports and looking for a new home. They want to be able to have that escape and not have to deal with this propaganda. That's what they want. And that's where they're going. They're going to NASCAR. And so their bottom line, NASCAR's bottom line, because let's be honest, racing leagues, I don't care which one it is, that's money. That's money. That's a lot of money. Auto racing, there's a lot of money. I I went to watch German touring cars in Indianapolis once at at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And as I'm sitting there, I'm talking to another driver who was was a friend of mine who was up there. He was driving in another class. And I said, tell me what we're going to see here. And he says, okay, what you're seeing right now and what you're going to see the rest of the weekend is nothing but money. That's all you're going to see. Everything's about money in auto racing. Everything. As a matter of fact, I saw a statistic on this the other day. For one car, for one car in NASCAR, one, to run and operate that car for an entire season is like over $5 million. Just one car. Okay. And you got you got teams out there that are running maybe two, three cars, four cars in some cases. So, I mean, that's money. That's a lot of money. It's a business. And so these people understand their bottom line very well. The team owners, the NASCAR organization themselves, they understand that. And they backed off of it when they when their fan base, because I'll tell you something, if they lose the NASCAR fan base, that's that's saying something because those are diehard fans. You ever been to a NASCAR race? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, those fans, man, they're rough. They're tough and tumble and they are set in their ways. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I haven't been to a NASCAR, but I've been to motocross and it's a similar yeah. People. They also noted celebrity ownerships of NASCAR teams, including, listen to this one, former NBA player Michael Jordan. That's funny, isn't mm-hmm. it? That's funny. He's actually pulled away from basketball and he's gone to NASCAR and he's making more money. That's funny. And Is rapper Pitt. He's just an owner. Like he's not actually he's a, he's doing a team. No, 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 no. He's not like he's not driving or anything. I mean, he's a, yeah. The only thing Michael Jordan actually knows about is basketball and baseball, really. I mean, that's his, that's the thing in golf. Uh, but it's, yeah, his, um, his, I don't think he's ever like I remember watching him, you know, followed him growing up as a kid and he was never really like there was nothing like auto racing wasn't even a you know, you weren't even paying attention to that. So um, he's a team owner. Uh, rapper Pitbull is also a team owner. He I, I remember seeing something about that guy. He was outspoken about all this this Corona stuff or something. I, I remember seeing something yeah. about him recently and yeah, he got was, they, they were they were jumping all over him because of the stance he was taking. Yeah, there was something about it. And I, I don't remember what it was. I don't remember if it was COVID or if it was um, the woke stuff. I, I don't remember what exactly it was, but he, he was outspoken for more conservative stuff and was receiving flack for it. The NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball all suffered double-digit domestic viewership declines this year as rescheduled seasons and events were squeezed into the second half of 2020. Uh, Declining ratings for professional baseball and football leagues came as left-wing political activism from players and teams became more aggressive in the previous years. What'd you say, Bruce? You go woke, you go broke. And you know something? I hope every single one of those organizations that carry that agenda, I hope you all go broke. I hope every last one of you go broke. All right, we're going to have to go. We're out of time this morning. So thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.